Welcome to Fresh Takes on the Future of Work. We're focused on fresh perspectives from business and HR leaders about the future of work. Fresh is an acronym for freedom, resourcefulness, empathy, simplicity, and happiness. Values core to operating in the future of work. We'll tie back to these while exploring interesting stories and actionable ideas. I'm Jess Pagoni, co-founder and CEO of Luna. We're a technology platform that helps leaders attract and retain top talent by offering scalable flexibility and choice to employees. Thanks for joining us. Our guest today is Anouk Gottlieb. She is the CEO of Belgian Boys, and she's on a mission to turn up the happy one sweet moment at a time. Launched in 2015, Belgian Boys is in the business of fun, offering a delicious assortment of treats, breakfast, and desserts available in 5,000 stores and online. Anouk, thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Can you tell us a little bit more about the story behind Belgian Boys and how you came to bring it to the market? Yes, definitely. Uh, well, Belgian Boys uh, is uh, our, our story, really. Um, as you can hear from my accent, I'm not from the US, so we're originally from Belgium. My husband, Greg, actually went to Boston to college and was just bringing waffles, cookies for him to enjoy while he was there. And he noticed that his American friends were like really enjoying what he was bringing and that it wasn't available in the States. We met Greg and I on a plane, actually, from Belgium to New York. Uh, on my an airplane. You met him. On an airplane. Yes, on the plane. <laughs> I, I was in New York. My background's fashion design. So I was in New York for, for fashion. Um, that's also what I worked in. And yeah, long story short, that happened. And... I started for Belgium Boys when, when we said, okay, this is just not existing. Greg's like, I said, okay, let's, you know, together we said, let's do it. And with my background, I helped doing like the, the packaging, the logo, the graphics, the, the marketing and merchandising behind the brand. Because, you know, you got to tell a story. It can't just put a product in a wrapper and sell it in, on the shelves. So really telling the story behind our brand. I think uh, really the biggest thing we learned over the years is that what started as this brand born out of the nostalgia we had for our authentic treats and a very big communication about authentic European rooted in, in, in Belgian traditions, we realized over the years that the American consumer are consumer for our product. The fact that it's made in Europe is important, but it's not the main selling point of the brand. And we really simplified it to the American consumer. You know, we're, we're this happy brand. When you have a bad data, waffle is going to make you smile. And that's what keeps our customer coming back to buy our crepes, our pancakes at Target, at Walmart. And, and they're excited to start their day with, with our treats or have an afternoon pick-me-up that's just, you know, an upgrade from an Oreo cookie uh, and, uh, and an Eggo waffle, really. Oh, my gosh. I love the saying, turn up the happy. I just, I get happy <laughs> saying it. So I, I, I feel like you, you clearly have perfected the art of telling that story. And I'm amazed that, so you started in 2015, but in seven short years, uh, we, we all know how quickly time, time goes by, you've managed to go from nothing to 5,000 stores, you're selling online, 
you've got a team of almost 20 people or yes 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 that's that's yeah it's exciting <laughs> incredible progress so all right on the fresh take show as you know we ask everyone the same five questions about the future of work so we will dive in now with our first question which is how do you define the future of work yeah, I love this question. So for me, I think, you know, especially with, with COVID, where you, where you see all of the, you know, and I, it's been the buzz, right, that everybody's talking about it. But unless you're really going to do something about it and expect to go back to what it was, it's not, right? The future of work is already now. And I think business leaders, people that lead companies need to understand that their teams want that flexibility. The team wants to know that you care about them, not because you have to when you check a box, but because you genuinely do. Because you know what? You are an individual as well. And I mean, this morning I found out that our nanny is exposed to COVID and I have no childcare and all of that. Like these things happen to me as it happens to our team. And I think that level of empathy, it just needs to happen. And unless you're going to have that, then the team is just not going to feel like you care about them because you actually don't. And I think that that's really key to me, that flexibility to understand that the, the boundaries, they got blurred with COVID. You work out of home, you work in the home, you go back to work, then there's the stress of going back home. It's just so much. Understanding that people are human, they come to work because they want to feel fulfilled professionally. They want to contribute to something that is bigger than their own work and actually leaning into that and giving people on your team the capabilities to do that. Really like instead of micromanaging, just say, okay, here it is, do it. You are smarter than me. That's why you were hired. You know, just going in with that. I think that's, but it's, it's about letting go, I think as well for, for a small business owner. Yeah. You just unpacked so much in a few <laughs> short sentences. And so I, I want to circle back on a couple of things that you said. The first one being this recognition that we all have our own struggles and challenges day to day, whether it's childcare or we, are, we ourselves aren't feeling well or whatever the circumstance. Um, and that leaders and companies need to have empathy for, for the human side of business. And I, I think that that's, you know, clearly that's a, a word in fresh. It's something we talk a lot about and focus on, but I, I love how you frame that, that that's like the foundation for the future of work that, you know, you, you need to kind of cross that gate before you can even think about getting people really inspired by what you're doing and offering, as you put it, kind of offering that sense of meaning, something bigger than themselves. Yes. You know, flexibility and purpose at work are really the two things that we, on the Luna side of things, are seeing emerge as the trends that people, you know, why people are staying and why they're leaving. So if they don't have yes. those things, they're moving on. If they have them, they're, they're, they tend to stay. So it, yeah. I think it's really, really interesting you hit on both. Thank you. Yeah, I think I, 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 I emphasize on that and I really believe it, you know, something that we have also done in, because I, I, for me to give an, I've, a lot of what I've done in, during COVID is work on myself to grow personally. I have, I have a coach because I feel like that does great to me. I, I become a 
I work on my weaknesses and I explore my strengths. And I think that's something that everyone should work on, right? So something we have done for our team members is support them by, by giving them professional professional slash personal development um, allocation uh, as part of their, their compensation. Say, hey, you know what? Yeah, you can spend your salary on groceries, on, on things for your kids, this, that. This, you allocate to yourself. This money is carved out to invest in yourself so that you can feel these are the things that I want to achieve with myself by the end of the year. This is the weaknesses. And I want to take a coach or I want to go to a conference or I want to learn an Excel class or I want to do something that's going to make myself a better person when I show up at work. And that's something that we've done and that I really love when our team just shares like, hey, I did this class or I did that and I see how I grow. And you really start to see how over time, yes, we're investing in you. And when I say we, I mean the company, it's not me. It's really the company. And, and, and I think it's got to go in that, in that two ways. Right? What a great benefit that you offer. That's, I, I, I love the concept of something to invest personally or professionally. Here's, here are the dollars that are allocated. So kudos to you for doing that. If I, if I handed you a magic wand right now and said you could change anything about work life, what would you change? I think it's the everything that comes with the caring, you know, with, with everything that comes. We say work-life balance, work-life balance. You know what? Work is part of our life. It is. It is. And it is a big part of our life. And when you go to work, not only to make money, but to actually feel fulfilled professionally, fulfilled personally, that's pretty impactful, right? And understanding that it's a part of your work and it's up to you and up to the team and to the business to make it a happy place so that you can thrive there. I think that's part of it. It, it starts there. It starts internally because if you like, okay, I go to work at nine, I finish at five, I close the door and then you're like, oh, I get an email at 7 p.m. and that's annoying. But if you're like, work is part of my life that I really enjoy because I feel happy. When I go to work, I have a support around me. I have a team that motivates me, that helps me achieve my dreams. Then it's just a part of that. That's how I view it. And that's, that's, that's what I work on with our team. And I want to find a way to measure it. I don't have the, the answers quite yet, but uh, that, would be, that would be exciting to me. So, so if I can summarize for you that you're, you're, the change you would make would be that everyone embraces the concept of work-life integration or work-life yes. harmony and that employers are creating spaces that spaces in the virtual sense and in the physical sense that are enjoyable and enlightening for people to be a part of. Yes. I love that. <laughs> it's, it's, if only it could be that easy, right? Like right. If, if only that, that was just the way maybe we'll get there. I think, I think we're probably on our way there. I agree. As far as fresh takes go, so freedom, resourcefulness, empathy, simplicity, and happiness, which of those areas do you see as most pressing today as we think about the future of work, the employer-employee dynamic, et cetera? Which, which word do you pick? Uh, for me, it's easy. For me, it's happiness. That's all our mission. We make a living making people happy. I think it starts with that. It starts with smiling. It starts with 
you know, going, waking up and being happy to come to your desk, be, going, going to sleep and being happy, just feeling, you know, we're also lucky in a way what we do is, is bring happiness to our consumer, is bring happiness to our, our buyers, to our retail partners, to, to our suppliers. That is a part of our mission. So for me, it's really happiness because of the brand that we are as well. It's, it's imprinted in, in our DNA. We spread happiness. We share it because you know what? Life's hard already. Like that's what you need, you know? <laughs> I'm feeling happier just listening to you talk about this. So I can oh see God, working like on the Belgian Boys team. <laughs> Oh Thank my gosh. I, it, yes, I feel it. And I, I can tell that that is authentically how you approach your day to day. So you hit on this a little bit before uh, on the leadership side of things. From a management standpoint, how would you recommend or what advice would you give to any managers who are trying to navigate right now and leadership in the future of work? I think I would say just listen. You know, but if you just let someone talk and listen and ask the question and people feel that they can trust and feel that they have a safe environment, then they will tell you what they're, what's on their mind. And it's, you know, yes, it's as simple. I, I think it is. I think you just ask your team, hey, what's up? What, what's on your mind? What's, what's worrying you? What's keeping you up at night? And maybe there is something I can do to help you, Right. And just a st small, stupid example. When someone's sick, when you are sick, what do you like to get? I like to get, I like to get, eat soup. Just send someone soup because they're <laughs> sick. It's, it's something tiny, but it goes so far, right? Yeah. And, and I think it starts with the simple things and listening and showing you care. If you, if you do, don't fake it because that will just get seen. I think you need to get to that level of actually caring about your team, understanding that the people that are in your team are people that you chose to be a part of your team and that they also chose to be a part of your team, right? And, and, and I think if you just listen to them and they listen to you, then it will be much, uh, it should be a win-win for everybody. Great advice. I, I think it was an earlier podcast guest who shared, Jesse Browning shared that the same letters are in the word silent as are in the word listen. Hmm. I never knew that. I never, I never realized that. She blew my That's mind when she told me that, that. but I, I love that, that like, let's just be silent, listen to what people want to share. And, you know, forever ingrained in my brain now will be the lesson from Anouk is to just send them soup. Just send them. <laughs> I love that. It's funny, <laughs> but actually also on our team, we, um, going back to, to the question before, and I think also this question, on our team, we have a chief of happiness. It's awesome. a part of our mission. And I think it's a part, it should be a part of a lot of companies. Like if you want your team to be happy, make somebody there, like empower that. So you have happiness in your team. So his or her job description is to ensure happiness on the Belgian boy team and and for customers too is it internal only internal, internal and, external. and external okay yes everything we touch turns into happiness <laughs> i can feel it i can feel it through the the microphone right now so happiness it all comes back to that right like if we're not happy then then what are we exactly. finding ways to to embrace that so i am i'm so curious about your answer for this next question then what is a company you admire for their 
fresh take. So I know you ask question, uh, the company. I'm going to take it to, to, to the leader just because it's very fresh on my mind, again with the fresh. But I just finished reading uh, Indra Nui's book, uh, My Life in Full. She's a former CEO at um, PepsiCo. And I think it's it, what she was able to do there is, I have no words, right? But it's, it's, I don't know if you read it uh, yet. I, I haven't read it yet. I have read about it a lot and I admire her greatly. So I've, I've definitely seen some of the interviews with her. Yes. Incredible um, so, what she was able to accomplish as a woman, as, as an executive and with a, a mindset, I think that many of us can relate to. Exactly. And I think that, that, for me, it narrows down the, it, it really hits the nail on the fresh take and, and, a, and a leader that I, that I think is, has done it so well and, and so inspirational. The, the, the first part of the book is really about her life and, and her upbringing and, and her earlier career. And the second part of the book is what she did at PepsiCo. And, and to me, that, that's very, uh, very you know, close to what, what I do with the CPG, uh, Consumer Product Goods. And, and I mean, women in leadership, paving the way, breaking barriers, even like changing a cobblestone uh, way. Uh, it was like a cobblestone road because why, why would you build a cobblestone road at the entry of a building when women can't walk on that with heels, you know? And, and like, you know, this is just one of the small anecdotes from the book, but there's just so much, it's so rich. And the way she was able to really take a giant and make so much impact and change in there, that, that's something that I really aspire. And I think a lot of even small companies, if you can do it on a huge giant company, then on the small companies, it should be much easier. I heard one segment about, this might've been in one of the interviews that she did potentially with Adam Grant is she personally sent letters. The letters, yes, to yes. The, to her leadership team's families. And so she had a very global leadership team and she sent these letters telling their families how incredible they are at work and what they you know what the value that they had brought and I just thought that was so meaningful and so unheard of because the lines used to be so drawn where you wouldn't even ask if someone had a family um and so so the fact that she was that like you know got that personal and made those statements to their families. I, I just thought it demonstrated the uniqueness of her character mm -hmm. and what she wanted to kind of convey to the world about the people working for her on her team. Yes, and all about the caring and everything, you know, your family, dependence, childcare, all of that really integrated into, into the employee-employee relationship. Uh, the letters, I loved it. Uh, we did it this year too with uh, a few of our longtime members uh, from the team. And literally I had uh, goosebumps and, and tears from some of the parents' responses. I got one picture on the frame, on the wall of the letter. <laughs> um, calls, emails, and it was, uh, it's very powerful, very, very powerful. Uh, Wow. And I got very inspired when I heard about that podcast too. And yeah. uh, I decided to replicate it. Uh, and it's very inspiring. It, it certainly is. It certainly is. Well, thank you for sharing all of your perspectives with us today. I think all of the listeners will agree. This was a, a fun one to listen to and hear about how you've built Belgian boys and, and your, your point of view as it relates to the future of work. Thank you.
Thank you so much for having me. This was uh, this was really fun. I'm glad. I'm glad you had fun. We'll have to check back in, and I can't wait to go to Whole Foods. Maybe I'm thinking um, and get some Belgian boy treats to try. So, can you share with us where exactly we can all find these delicious treats to make us smile? Definitely. So, um, depending on where you're based in the U.S., there is a store locator on our website. Uh, you could find us at uh, Target, Walmart, uh, Whole Foods, uh, Costco, um, specialty retailer, Central Market, Harmony. We have amazing partners, but you can find it on our website, also on Amazon, GoPuff, digital retailers. Um, okay, so everywhere. Yeah. We can find or you everywhere. To, you can and... find us. <laughs> Again, 5,000 stores. So incredible, incredible journey for you. And I'll make sure your website's in the show notes so that everyone can easily click from their listen and uh, go purchase or find a store to go purchase at. So thank you again for being here. Thank you so much. And thanks to everyone for listening. Don't forget to stay fresh.